this is Dominic, wedding DJ. And this is Serena, wedding planner. And together we are the, the wedding, wedding duo. duo. We are here to talk all things weddings. Planning a wedding can be stressful, but we are here to help. So before you say, that's it, we're going to Vegas, don't go to Vegas. Let's have some fun. Join us as we answer your wedding questions and help navigate planning one of the biggest days of your life with The, the Wedding, wedding Duo. Duo. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to yet another episode. What number is this? This is episode 30 episode of the Wedding 30. Duo podcast, you Very guys. Woo! We took a little break. We did. We went on vacation. We got sick and we had Christmas. Um, we hope that all of you had a wonderful holiday, but ours was great. It was a little more slower pace. We took a little time off from the podcast, but we're back now. You know what always happens this time of year? We pick up more followers because... People are putting rings on over the holiday season they quite are. often. So hopefully anyone, we may have somebody out there. Are you newly engaged? Welcome it's to the so wonderful exciting. world of weddings. It's going to, it's going to be, it's going to be daunting, overwhelming initially. You'll be like, Hey, I got a ring. What the heck do I do now? Well, you follow the wedding duo. That's what you do. That is true. Because we, here we to help. have so many resources. Our website is the wedding where we do virtual wedding planning. We've got downloadable forms for you that help. You can follow us on Instagram. On TikTok, of course, where this all started. And then, of course, watch our YouTube channel where this episode is visible. But you can also listen wherever you podcast. But it, for those of you that are already knee deep in this, a few months into the wedding planning, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I had no idea until we started. But that's where this whole thing started was just to be able to help because it is a lot. It's a big ask. It's a big day. And we want to help. And we're here to do so. Absolutely. So today's episode, episode 30, which is a big accomplishment that we've done 30. 30 episodes, um, is all about a decision that comes pretty early on. So we thought it was uh, appropriate. When you're deciding on where to have your wedding, a lot of people make the decision on, am I going to go to a professional wedding venue? Or maybe you have a like grandfather or your home, or there's someone with property. Let's do it in the backyard. The backyard wedding. Dun, right. dun, dun. We're going to talk about the pros and cons and and what that looks like realistically for your event, right? Because it can sound good. Well, it sounds easier. Right. Uh, like, I think that's most times like, oh, and how much money? Because that's a big investment. The wedding venue mm -hmm. is a big chunk of the budget. Very big. And you think, oh, well, Papa has offered to mow the back 40 and we're going to go out there by the barn. And one of the, the best things you get is availability. I mean, Grandpa's not renting out the space, you know, it's just he's doing it because he loves you, of course, or whoever, wherever you're going to do it, right? Whatever backyard. You can pick your day, right? I mean, sure. that's the most beautiful thing because nobody else is, you're not vying for that Saturday in October that everybody else wants or that beautiful, that beautiful, that anniversary date of that's very memorable, right? True. I mean, 10, 10, 20 back in the day, that was good gracious did we turn away a lot of people on that day, right? Right. Because it's a memorable date, right? And that mm -hmm. happens almost every year. There are certain dates that are super popular. But, you know, that is a, a good point. You can really pick your time of year. You can pick the Saturday, of course, if you want to. But there is so much more that goes into it. So and there's much. a reason why professional venues have that cost associated. It's not necessarily because they're trying to stick it to you. Um, there's a lot that is involved with what they're giving you for your wedding. So we're going to start with 
I was going to say, buckle up, Buttercup, because if you're thinking about doing this, <laughs> we want we want your eyes to be wide open so you don't get halfway through it and been like, True. oh, no, bathrooms. We didn't think about everyone's going yeah. in the house. 150 people are using the one downstairs bathroom. Yeah, you got to think through this stuff. Sure. So we're going to start with um, the space, right? So one of the biggest factors that we talk about when you're planning your event uh, and you're talking to your venue, you're talking to your vendors, is always having a plan B because of weather, right? So if you're doing something outside in the backyard, you may not have the option of an indoor space that can accommodate the guest count that you want, right? So that's something to consider. And that's one reason why you may want to then bring in maybe tents or a building of some sort. Now, imagine the cost associated with that, right? That's part of what you're paying for when you go to an actual wedding venue. Well, and the... The good thing is like some people are like, oh, well, it looks, you know, we're two weeks away from the wedding. We have a venue. It's really open air. It's outside. Maybe we'll think about doing a tent. I mean, it's very expensive and you're trying to do it like within 10 days of the event. Whereas if you're doing it in the backyard, maybe you go in saying right away, we're going to put up a tent. Like that's like the first, you've already decided. So you've got a year sure. to plan it out and to hire the tent because the tents, we're not talking about a pop-up that you get at the, at the. Home at, the, at the Home Depot. We're talking about the legit tent companies that come in, they anchor it. It's a solid thing. Sometimes it comes with lighting, but it comes, it's people bring it in and it's expensive. But again, it's a, it's a, it's something you may really want to consider if you're just out in the elements. Right. Absolutely. The next thing um, that goes along with that, right? Depending on your guest count, obviously, is tables and chairs, right? So there is a huge cost savings or not necessarily savings, but costs involved with putting out tables and chairs, having those as an inventory when it comes to your venue, right? If they have the rounds and the chairs there available, that's something you don't have to necessarily invest in if you're out on the back 40. You've got to have tables and chairs. And not only do you have to have tables and chairs, you have to have someone set those up, tear them down, haul them away. It is a whole other piece. It's 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 probably the the hardest part, like the most legwork involved, because just it's all heavy, right? Usually you're on grass, so it's like you know, oh, we'll just get the mm -hmm. get the dolly and wheel it back there. Like, no, no, that doesn't it doesn't go that far. Uh, and then can you get a, even get a truck back there that's loaded up? You know, so True. there's just a lot of 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 that part. And then, of course, you got to think about your linens too, right? Because that's another investment that sometimes venues have them, sometimes, sometimes. not, depending yeah. on the tables you get. Maybe you don't need linens, but but even before, let's back up a little bit because I wanted to even say like. In my head, this is somebody who's doing a backyard wedding who's having 50 to 250 people in that window, right? Okay. If you're under 50 people, that's not, that's not the same investment. It's not the same. True. If you're looking for a small wedding, you're having 15 people over, you could, everybody could pile inside into right. the living room, worst case, right? Um, but so that's not the same thing. If you're having a really small, intimate gathering, yeah, your house, your backyard, the pool, whatever, that, that works just fine. But once you start getting into the 75, 150 people, you need to really, that's, that's, that's in this podcast, that's kind of the direction we're taking it here. Exactly. So if you're having 20 people, don't freak out. That's not hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's like a big dinner party. That's not the same thing that we're talking about. Very true and very good point. So another thing um, that comes along that people sometimes don't think about, and I just ran into this recently. I did not a wedding, but a big uh, celebration bar mitzvah um, is lighting. Right. Well, it was at a private property. It was at a private property. And we had to bring in lighting because, of course, in the evening, if you're outside, even if you have a tent, 
you need to be able to light the space. People need to be able to see what they're eating, what they're doing. Um, so that is another huge factor. Of course, when you go to an actual venue, they have lighting built in. It's like, you know, <clears throat> comes with it. Yeah. And if you were to get a tent, a lot of times the tent people have options where you can bring in some very pretty um, market, market lights, lights. Mm -hmm. or something cute. The twinkle lights don't provide light to see. They look pretty on the tree, but they're not going to be able to see. Right. So somebody doesn't fall into the or fall off the cliff in the back of <laughs> behind the tent. The cliff. Uh, yeah. There's like if there's a drop off somewhere. Oh, okay. You know, somebody's <laughs> going to roll down the hill. Like, has anybody seen Aunt Julie? Like, oh, she's, somebody's hollering <laughs> in the background. Help! Help! Like, you hear that? Oh my That's God. in the song. The DJ's Nightmare. out there bouncing. Yeah. I mean, just random stuff like that. But, and I've seen, I've done, what have I done? 35 backyard weddings over the course of my tenure here. And I've seen all different, I've seen people that really invested in a lot of professionals to come in to take care of it. And I've seen the, opposite. the uncles and the cousins get together and the lighting they have is everybody grabbed their, you know, the lights you use when you're working on your car, it's got the little cage and the little mm -hmm. hook and you hook it on the car. Uh, yes, I've seen that. The, the everybody put their their light and it's not it works you can see but it's not pretty exactly. that's when the boys get involved the boys are like oh no i got a light in the garage let me go get like no <laughs> not that no not that light we're taking pictures here everybody's dressed up yes i don't want to feel like i'm working on the car at my wedding day right true so that's another thing it's like what lighting do you want and then of course that's and again it all comes back to the investment you know um because that can that can get costly too because you don't want people walking in the dark because right. it looks beautiful in the day when you're planning it out. We're going to put the we'll have the ceremony here, we'll put it over here by the tree. And you're like, okay, well, when the sun goes down, what you happens? are in the black, pitch black out there. Yep. And so something that goes directly along with that is power. You need power. a power source for this, right? If you're planning on having the event far away from a main building, you're going to need extension cords. You're going to need to have sometimes multiple circuits because your DJ needs power. Your caterers sometimes oh, need caterers, power. Sure. That lighting takes power. And so that is such a big factor that, again, sometimes gets overlooked. Like, of course we have a plug. Well, yes, but can it support everything that you need to make sure the day goes well? It's going to look like uh, Christmas vacation where they're... Yeah. <laughs> it's all, all these extensions are plugged into, into the one, one outlet. Yeah. Outlet. And somebody throws the light switch and it all turns off. Um, there are generators you can get, a small generator you can get, or you can have one that is a... It's on the trailer, basically, and they, you can just you rent, rent it, it and they back it in. They show you, here's how you do it. You turn it on and it'll run for 18 hours and give you more than enough. But, you know. That is a factor. And they're noisy. The they're noisy. So that's another thing. Like, if you're getting a generator, you want to place it far enough away. So you're still going to need extension cords. So these are all just little pieces yeah. of information. But it can be done. But we're, like, again, we're not trying to talk anybody out of it. We just want to talk through it. And these are things you really want to think of and you don't want to forget about. And then you're a week away and been like, Oh my God, it's going to be pitch black. I went out last night. I couldn't see anything. Like, exactly. Oh yeah, there you go. Exactly. And so let's move on to, to another piece that I think sometimes people think is going to work out okay, but then it doesn't, um, is bathrooms, right? So if you have a, a main house or, um, you know, it's on someone's property where the home is, people are going to be using those bathrooms over and over. I mean, it's a, if you have a hundred people, and they need, all need to go to the bathroom two or three times throughout the night. That's a lot of flushes on your toilet. Oh, it's not just that. It's where are they going to, I mean, they're all going to be lined up. It's your gender, not mine. Oh, please. Uncle Charlie will go to the tree line. He, you know, that's. Yeah, just, but that's a whole other thing. Uh, no, I mean, I'm we don't saying, want everybody no, no, no. peeing There's around. one bathroom downstairs in your house and that's the bathroom. What, you know, there's going to be a queue all night. People sure. are going to be standing for 30 minutes in line just to go pee, yep. you know, and that's, that's. 
that stinks. We've all been to those things. We're just sitting there going, I really have to go to the restroom. But there's a line and there has been a line yeah. all night. And the other thing is that sometimes these properties are out on septic. You have to worry. I mean, they're not used to supporting that amount of people in one you know, evening. So an option for you is to bring in some restroom trailers. And they have, there's a company in town called Royal Flush here in San Antonio. Such a cute name. That's a great name. Such a cute name. And their trailer is really cute and it has a men's and women's side. But again, that's a big expense just to bring in the bathrooms, right? Yeah, and you can bring in porta potties. But again, they're, well, they're porta potties. <laughs> they're, yeah, not, they're not, they're not as glamorous. Attractive. They work, but they're less expensive. But it's something else just, uh, it's another thing to consider. Absolutely. Um, so speaking of bathrooms, what makes people go to the bathroom so much? Oh, the because bar. they're drinking they're at the bar. Going to the bar. Absolutely. So let's talk about the bar real quick. Some places I've been to, and I've done the backyard wedding, they just bring out a bunch of coolers and they're just loaded with beer. It's self-service. And but, some people, let's just say, some people like that fact. Like yeah. if it's oh, on it's your absolutely. property and you don't have to have the TABC, you should still, but not necessarily people don't. Um, you can just drink as much as you want and put it out and it can be self-serve. Well, you're trusting your family and friends to not drink and drink. Just get blitzed yeah. out of their mind and throw up in somewhere in the backyard. Um, but a lot of people bring in a bartender and a sure. bar. You can rent a bar or you can, or you can have something that looks like a bar. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. I've seen it where they have, they set up a, a table yep. and everybody just, it's BYOB and there's just booze all over this table. <laughs> I mean, there's Everywhere. beer in the cooler, but there's also just, I mean, every kind of liquor you can imagine just on this table and there's kids running around. I mean, not that kids are going to like walk around with a fifth of, Vodka, right? But you know, hopefully not. Hopefully not. But I mean, it's just a, it's it's a little dangerous to me. I feel like because people often are still driving home, you know, sure. afterwards. But um, but the bar is another thing, and of course, everyone has been to the things where there's just an op- there's just beer or liquor out versus a bartender. And if you're gonna have mixed drinks or whatever, it's kind of cool to have a a bartender there. But again, look at the cost. Look at <laughs> the cost. Back to the cost. And of course, when you go to a an actual wedding venue or a venue that's meant to do events. Um, they'll have a an area for the bar, which includes ice machines usually. Um, they'll be able to set up your bartenders with, you know, signage and cups. I mean, it's just everything is there, right? It's meant to serve alcohol. Exactly. And speaking of driving home afterwards, let's talk for a second about parking. Yes. Uh, if you're in a neighborhood, did you probably dealt with this at the bar mitzvah? Because it was in a neighborhood. Was that somebody, there was it was a very expensive neighborhood, so there's beautiful more room. Mm-hmm. But you can imagine what the street looks like if you have to park half a mile away to walk to yes. this event because there's nobody said, "Oh yeah, there's going to be a hundred people." That means so seventy five cars. I mean, right. where is the where are the cars going? So we use part of the space as a parking area, but something to think about is you can't just say, "Hey, everybody, park over there." You have to have an attendant making sure that at least when people arrive, that they park correctly because people need to be able to get out. Vendors need to be able to get in and get out. This is a huge like logistical nightmare if you just let whoever park wherever in the field. Well, you had somebody coming in, weren't they like throwing, axe throwing or something coming Yeah, I had an axe throwing vendor that had a trailer. And so I had to- They were coming after the the guests had already been. Correct. So So we had to make sure that there was a path big enough for them to get into the area we needed them to. So again, you have to think through these pieces if that's something that's going to be an issue. And check with Papa because that will destroy a lawn <laughs> yeah. too. And it may, it may never be the same if you have a hundred cars parked on the lawn. But I mean, that's again, these are not, I'm sure that would have been something somebody would have come up at some point, but we're just talking through it. If you're on the fence and you're like, maybe we'll do it this way. 
I feel like we're talking people out of it as well. I feel like, That's okay. That's okay. We just want your eyes wide open because this sometimes is the you truth. don't think through it. We are telling you the truth about what happens and whether you decide to do it or not is up to them. And we've done some great weddings that have been on property. This bar mitzvah I'm talking about went, went, went fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, that's because you were there. Well, thank you. You muscled through it with multiple <laughs> meetings and everything. Yeah. Uh, so as you all probably know, I'm a DJ. So let's talk for a second about the DJ. Um, the dance could, party the portion. The dance party. Uh, well, let's start with the dance floor. Uh, the most recent one I did, they had put down four giant squares of plywood on a very not flat surface. Mm-hmm. Before we move on, you need to have a flat area. For dancing. You can't have, no, not even for dancing. You can't put tables and chairs oh, on true. the side of a hill. It doesn't true. work, right? People can't sit there. You can't put a drink. You can't eat. We're going to put your food down and as it slides down. You try to move <laughs> down the table as you're trying to finish your food. Well, and the other thing is not only is it flat, but what what is the surface? Is it squishy, right? Like, is there sprinklers that go off the oh night before God. and it gets wet? <laughs> so then it's soppy. I mean, yeah. this is all stuff, right? And so you can see why it sounds like we're being kind of negative. It's because it's a lot. It is. It's honestly a lot to One think. One little thing: the sprinklers went off the night before. Oh my god! All the decorations <laughs> we put out the night before. The linens are wet. I mean, this is something. The chairs are all wet. Um, but uh, but yeah, you have to have a flat area, and especially for the dance floor. And it does not work. People sometimes think I'm just going to throw down some plywood. The plywood does not match up, and it wobbles. One person's dancing on the corner. The other side comes <laughs> up. Now you've got this three-inch tripping hazard in the middle of your dance floor, and people mm-hmm. are dancing. Uh, so we ended up, honestly, we picked them up and moved them because it did not work. We were doing the first dance and the bride was like wobbling around as you walk. I'm like, yeah, this is, I mean, I know it sounds like, yeah, yeah. who would do that? That's janky. But I mean, it sounded like a good idea, exactly. but it just didn't work. You could bring a dance floor in, but bringing in a dance floor, wherever you bring the dance floor in is expensive if you get a good one. Um, but, but it has it, to be on a flat surface. I was going to say know? it, even if you bring one in, they're not going to level the ground for you. No, it needs to already be that way in order for them to set it up. I have done one before that where they, and again, this was a big whole investment. They were prepping the backyard for a year before the event, but they went in there with the the backhoe and they Mm -hmm. leveled a section. They put in sand and they did their own dance floor, but it was, it was, but it was on a flat surface and they had time to like really settle it in. But that's, again, that's a, that takes a long time. And then afterwards, what are you doing with this big rectangle in your backyard? Right. So, well, I mean, you could do a lot. You could put like a fire pit. You, you could. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. What are you doing with it? Lots, lots of things. And then it goes to the DJ. You can bring in a Bluetooth speaker and just have music playing in the background. And mm-hmm. if you're like our family, we'll dance and sing and do whatever we're going to do. We'll just have fun. <laughs> but again, like any party, I think, keep in mind, this is coming from a professional DJ. I think hiring a DJ will really put some energy into your party. Mm-hmm. But again, can the DJ get in there? Is there a flat space for him? Is there a power for him or her? Right. Uh, yeah, those are other things. Absolutely. But as a wedding DJ, if there's one vendor, I think you should bring in a pro. Even if you can't, if you're doing everything else DIY, it's on my list. What do you think? Catering. Catering. Good gracious. Because oh they will know, they will give you, they will give you the down and dirty. They'll do a walkthrough for you. Like you're going to need this many chairs, this many tables. We can't do it here. You got to do it here. I mean, they'll dial it in a lot more than just the DJ would. And the other thing that if you're considering different catering options, there are caterers who come self-sufficient meaning they can bring a truck that has its own power source that they can serve out of Mm -hmm. um so you can look into those options because think of it this way if they don't have that they're going to need some type of mock kitchen or an area to set everything up so that they can serve the food well a lot of them also they can bring food 
prepared already. And just but bring they it still out. need a staging area. Yeah, but they still need a staging area, but they'll have the sternos and they'll be able to do it. But uh, but they may have prepped before. But some places don't do that depending on the menu. But the last place I did it, it was like when I walked in their backyard, he was an oncologist. She was a pharmacist. I felt like I was on the set of 90210, this last <laughs> one. It was, I walked in their backyard. I go, oh my goodness. But it yeah, was, it gorgeous. was legit. It was like, oh my gosh, this is cool. But the caterers took over their kitchen. They were in, there were so many people and it was a good size house. It was a good size kitchen. Mm-hmm. There was no room in the kitchen. I walked in at one point just after I ate, brought my plate back in. I'm like, holy cow, they were moving on to desserts. But it was like, there was no space in this, this poor gal's kitchen. Yeah. I was like, good gracious. Did you sign on for all this? But they took over that kitchen. They had um, to. Yeah. And, but I mean, again, was everybody discount. was in the house for bathrooms. Um, but it was just, it was, it was, it was gorgeous. And they had wall to wall professionals. They did. And it was still a big ask for, for, that home. for the home and yeah. for the property. And we had the cops called because it was in a neighborhood. And I remember the guy was the, the, the groom was the oncologist. He was a bit drunk and he goes, ah, let him come. And I go, okay. He's like, don't turn it back up. I go, the cop, I've been told to turn it down. The cops are here. <laughs> that's a struggle too. But that's a thing. There's going to mm-hmm. be a noise ordinance. You can't party till 2 a.m. You better invite the, the neighbors. That's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Invite the neighbors or have the DJ orient themselves in a direction where they're not facing right into the HOA because you're <laughs> going to hear about that too. Yeah. So, I mean, so, and sometimes people think like they're way out in the boonies, right? And no one will call the cops. That's not true. I've had events that were out in the hill country that, um, you know, the neighbors complained either only because maybe they didn't know what it was. So they just call the cops, right? Maybe they're not trying to be Karens, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's just in them. Some people just, just in them <laughs> and they can't, they can't fight it. It's just a factor. It's How dare someone have fun? No one can have fun. Not while I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> we always want people to have fun. Um, so, you know, let's kind of sum this up. I mean, the reality is when you look at the cost and you look at the work involved with DIYing the venue portion versus going somewhere that is already set up, that already has all these systems in place, it sometimes oh, equals it absolutely could be less or expensive. is less expensive to go to a professional venue. I know it sounds crazy. And the other thing is, I know a lot of your friends, family, they will pitch in, they want to help. But come the day of the wedding, I feel like sometimes there's nothing worse than your drunk family and friends trying to roll tables and chairs out at the end of the night. They don't want to do it. They don't. Oh, let's go even go before the event. This is what happened last time. We started probably an hour late because... All the aunts and the moms were there setting up way past the get ready time. And sure. they, they were in their sweats and their yoga pants. They were out there sweating. And they were all like, Cynthia, you have to go. You have to shower. Ready, the hair and yeah. makeup is happening right now back at the hotel. And they weren't there. And they weren't done. And they weren't done. So they went back. And that takes time to get ready and then to come back. But they, could, they, were, it, they weren't ready. There was too much stuff. They yeah. underestimated how long it took to get ready. Uh, and I was like, oh, we're not, we are not starting on time yeah. if we're waiting for Aunt Cynthia to get back to get her hair done and get back to the thing. So the way I look at it is, like you said, you might look and go, what? It's 9,000 bucks just to get the venue? Right. And then you go, and you're, and you're, the father of the bride's like, I could totally do that in the backyard. We can save all that money. Yes. But maybe no. you'll save a little money. But then if you bring into it the work, the work that's involved mm-hmm. and the time that's involved, as opposed to, Pick up the flowers, grab your personal items, 
Thanks. Bye. Goodbye. And you're done. Yeah. And you can go on your honeymoon. You don't have to wake up the day after your wedding and, and go clean beer cans out of the bushes. Beer cans, uh, mop the bathroom because somebody threw up in the bath. I mean, <laughs> put all the tables and chairs away. I mean, oh my goodness, you're gonna you will hate your life. I feel like you'll be like, why? <laughs> why did we decide? Well, to do maybe this? not. Maybe, maybe not. not. Maybe it'll be because after. the other thing you can do is if it's in the budget, you can hire a professional planner. You can bring in a team, like a staffing company will actually provide, you know, additional cleanup staff, that sure. kind of thing. So if it's in the budget, you can, you can do all those things and make it happen. But we just, like he mentioned, want you to go into it with your eyes wide open. If you're newly engaged, you're probably super excited about looking at all these <laughs> options. And you're like, you talked us out of like, what? Is, and I'm sorry scared. if we I'm talked scared. you out of it, but it's the reality. It's the it reality is. of what we do. We have to be honest with y'all so that you don't regret it. Yeah. And it should be, it's a celebration. It should be memorable for good reasons. Not be, <laughs> not for all the reasons where you're like, oh my God, all we heard about was there's no, the bathroom, the line at the bathroom all night. <laughs> so this episode will come out in, uh, in early January and it's engagement season. So if you're newly engaged, congratulations, like we said at the beginning, be sure to go check out our website, theweddingduo.co, where we do virtual planning sessions, I'll mention it again. We've got a shop with lots of resources, our blog. Um, Music can, planner if you're trying to find songs for special events during your day. Absolutely. You can download that from the shop. You can follow us on TikTok, on Instagram, YouTube. And of course, continue to listen to our podcast. We really appreciate y'all and love just being here for you and, and talking weddings. Am I ready to do my sign off? I think you're ready. So it's a very personal day, whether you're in a wedding venue or in the backyard. Uh, <laughs> don't let somebody talk, even us, don't let us talk you into don't something or out of something that you have your heart set on, um, or talk you into something that you really don't want to do. Um, it's your day, put the blinders on, just look at your fiance and say, what do we want to do? And take it from there. Personal, it's a personal day. Absolutely. So happy wedding planning y'all. And we will seal it with our kiss. We're blowing a kiss. Mwah. Bye. Bye. So thanks for listening to our podcast. If you found any of this information helpful and you know someone who may be engaged or is a maid of honor, maybe you could tell them and share it with a friend. Absolutely. So screenshot this episode, share it on Instagram, on Facebook, and tag the wedding duo. We promise to share the love back. Also, if you are interested in more resources or the show notes, you can go to theweddingduo.co. We have one-on-one -on -one virtual sessions, a shop, all sorts of fun stuff. Check it out.